Listener Production. A massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast for your Thursday. Collingwood star Jack Crisp in the studio to give us a rundown of Bruzzy Maydard and the hysteria around that. We talk finals footy. Plus, we get an update and exclusive if Nick Dacos will be playing or not. That's coming up next on the Footy Talk podcast. This is Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. Fitting timing this as I welcome the crisper, Jack Chris, to the studio, as this week has been all about your club. Welcome. Thanks for having me again. Good to be here. And yes, it has. <laughs> well, we'll start off by saying back by popular demand. We are the people's podcast and the people have demanded, the Collingwood fans, but footy fans in general, love the chat so much last time. They said, get your boy back in. So that's good feedback. That is fantastic feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, to every camera. And we can add in some applause there. Yes, thank you very much for doing that in post. How's the week been? It's been massive, obviously. Winning through in an in a interesting game, we'll touch on that in a moment. But the news of the week has been about Braden Maynard, him going to smother the ball, cleans up Angus Brayshaw. Everyone in the world's had an opinion of it. The AFL had an opinion of it. They sent it to the tribunal. How's it been at the club? Has it been? Just tell me. I'll just stop speaking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look, it's, it's obviously been pretty nuts. Like we had um, after the game, we got a few days off over the weekend, which was nice. Obviously, people got to chill out a bit yep. and just kind of sit behind closed doors. And um, yeah, obviously, the fair bit of media going on in regards to Braden. So he got all the support he needed as well. Um, but, yeah, but come Monday and Tuesday, obviously, as you know, Collingwood, there's cameras bloody everywhere, mm-hmm. so you can't hide from that. But, um, yeah, he was getting a lot of in-house support from us. Um, I'm not actually sure what else other support he was getting as well, but I know he, you know, wanted to go check on um, Angus and make sure things are all right. Um, but, yeah, come the outcome Tuesday afternoon when he, when he was cleared, yeah, I think it was just a, a big breath of fresh air and relief for him, a big weight off his shoulders because um, he's he's such a wonderful person. Um, we know when he's crossed the white line, he's a really competitive player. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he's just he's just the, the nicest caring fellow around. So I know it would have been weighing on him a fair bit um, and I also know how much he'll be, you know, looking forward to playing in the prelim now. Well, even the attempt to go around and take flowers and a bottle of wine, we were led to believe through stories. Apparently that was then met with criticism from uh, a few people. So it seemed like everything he was trying to do was being uh, uh, under the microscope and everything was being judged. Yeah, oh, it's, so, it's so hard. Like, you know, unfortunately the world we live in now, you, you can't please everybody. Um, <laughs> you can't please Hardly anybody can go the other way. <laughs> well, I know. There's only, you, can, you can always try to do the right things. Like obviously, he feels really bad for what happened as well. It's yeah. just such an unfortunate thing to happen. Um, and he's, he's trying to do the right thing and make sure he's all right and check on him and stuff like that because I, I think they play junior footy yeah, together and, as and well. Yeah, and Bruz, as you say, is a genuinely caring bloke. Yeah. Like, yes, he's got a little bit of the, the white line fever in him, but I don't think this was one of those instances where he needed to be – uh, like completely remorseful for an intentional act. He was obviously yeah, yeah. remorseful, but it was an accident. He would have been like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, and then obviously he was doing the best he can to yeah. check on Angus and make sure he was doing all right and making sure he knew off the field as well. It's just trying to um, yeah, help him recover and try and build that relationship again, whatever whatever happens. So fingers crossed, yeah, that all works itself out. But um, yeah, hopefully Angus recovers well. And yeah, we know Braden's uh, very relieved. We heard on Footy Talk yesterday, Nate Jones saying that he'd been in touch with Angus and he was of good spirits and upbeat. So fingers crossed he yeah, gets back in uh, the right time. How was Fly post-game? In and around not just this stuff, but with this big uh, distraction, if you will, but then also 
the elation of you've won through to a prelim. Yeah, no, nah, he was pretty pretty excited. Uh, to be honest, I can't really remember what he was talking about. It's been a while ago now. It um, was a while. It's ago. been a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, um, you know, finals always is. There's so much going on, but um, yeah, we're very grateful for the position we've been in. Um, you know, the flag that was brought over, marched over with a record crowd number as well, and then handed over to the um, other coaches or players. Yeah, um, this the whole the whole setup's been amazing. Fly set the week up really well. Yeah, and then earning yeah, an extra week off has been awesome for us. I think a few boys are pretty sore over the weekend. So, yeah, we're tucking in again. We've had a good session on uh, Tuesday, good session on Friday coming up. Um, yeah, we can't wait. What uh, In the review process, was, how'd you go about that? Now, obviously, you got the, the way you do it, but uh, Melbourne had plus 30-odd inside 50s but only took one extra mark inside 50, was it? Their undysfunctional forward line, or is that credit to the way the Pies played and gave them shocking looks and had numbers back everywhere? Yeah, well, could be a bit of both, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like, we were probably smacked around the ball a little bit in the second half where, you know, Max Gorn got on top and got um, first hands to, you know, Petrarca and Oliver, who really started to put their stamp on the game. Um, but credit to our, our defenders, who held up really well. Um, we had a big focus on team defence, and then as midfielders, obviously getting back to support. Yeah. Um, the backs, uh, and we were able to do that on a number of occasions, whether it was a, a fist or a, a mark, um, just fighting and scrapping to make it as obviously tough as possible. But um, I think a growth area for us would be making sure we're not trying to protect the game or protect the lead at all and um, still try and play some kind of offensive brand of football. Um, we did have a look, probably more of the last quarter stuff, we were a bit stagnant and not creating some options for the ball carrier yeah. and kind of just resorting to like a long down the line method, which played into Melbourne's hands with Gorn down there and then May and Lever as well being able to impact. So it's just about finding that right balance of defending and attacking um, and not just going into your shell. The Magpie Army you touched on just a moment ago, how incredible is it? I, I'm fortunate enough to have experienced it sometime many moons ago now. But the noise on Thursday night, I think um, IQ was talking about it, that he's, he's never heard anything as loud in his time. It is mental still the amount of noise they make. Yeah, oh, you can never get used to it. Like, obviously being part of Collingwood, it's always there's always games where there's massive crowds and, and all that jazz. But this year's been unbelievable. Record membership, record number of average crowd attendees. Yep. Um, and, yeah, we're 92,000, whatever it was, the other day. And it's probably going to tip be over 90 again on um, the prelim, whenever that is. And it's just... Friday night, we're yeah. led to believe, which is going to be oh, huge. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be nuts. There's just every tackle, every spoil, every goal, it's all celebrated together. It's not just that one person that does it. Like yeah. we, we create a bit of spirit and energy on the field, but uh, yeah, when the we're feeding off the crowd, the crowd's feeding off us, so that kind of just keeps going up and up and up, and it's can be very deafening. You can definitely hear it on the oval, that's for sure. I was loving watching Steel Sidebottom on the final siren. He was going berserk to the crowd before yeah, that. Then uh, the bell goes. Have you been giving yeah, him plenty of shit? Someone smothered it out of the bounds, and then he's turned to the crowd. Just, <laughs> yeah, going, yeah, and it's, Collingwood crowd cheering, as Melbourne crowd cracking it. Is this? Yes. Nuts. Well, uh, the Melbourne crowd. Interesting talking point at this point in time. Uh, Guinea, Guinea <laughs> came on, and the roar again. Uh, this is a bloke who's just been sitting there toiling away uh, as the, the sub. He's the people's champ. He's the mate. <laughs> the roar. I didn't really know what was on. I was calling. I was sort of like, "Hear this roar!" I didn't know if there was a streaker or what. <laughs> it was just again. <laughs> it just got up and put the long sleeve on and was ready to enter the playing field. Yeah. No, he's he's unbelievable. He's. Um, He's a great player, but he's also a great entertainer, and I think yeah, big yeah. That's the crowd loves to see that, and that's what we do as well. Like, yes, we play professional sport, but um, we're in the entertainment industry where people come along to 
see us perform at the best we can. So, and he's one of those blokes that puts it all on show, whether it's he's tackling, he's scrapping, he's goal kicking. Uh, yeah, it was just creativity. <laughs> if he does kick a goal and he's celebrating to the crowd and yeah, he's just one of those blokes that can uh, get everyone on board. He's found his way back into the side. Unfortunately, Johnny Noble found his way out of the side. Finals always got heartbreak and there's still a long way to go before, uh, obviously, a grand final potentially. How is he, and I'm always interested, I feel like this is something that Fly would have done really well or as well as possible. Yeah, very unfortunate for John. Um he hadn't missed a game in over three years. Yeah, eighty three odd yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, poor fella. He's still a fair way behind my streak. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's come hey, a John, long way that's from cute. a nice season recruit. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely felt for him. And the thing is, like, we've got a healthy list, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of tough conversations to be had. Um, and, and for for Fly, I feel like he's done a really good job of being open and honest with a lot of people about that, um, whether it's that one on one or when he does talk to the main group about the team and kind of where people are at and shares some of the conversations they do have privately. So everybody's kind of on the same page and making sure, you know, there are hard luck stories and we'll support those people, but it's about also making sure that, you know, they're not getting down in the dumps and kind of thinking, oh, oh, woe was me. But it's about how they can stay positive and upbeat and still support the team and play their role. That consistent messaging with those people is there as well and they're doing a really good job, the boys that, do miss out on helping prepare the AFL team. Um, but, yeah, those conversations are pretty open and out there for everyone to understand uh, where people are at as well. Everything that Craig McRae does has just that beautiful touch of poison elegance to it in yeah, and around. He does a good job, He, he doesn't miss. Hey, plenty more to chat. We're going to get an update too on Nick Dacos. The extra week for him, no doubt, going to be massive. This is the Footy Talk podcast. If you've got a question, get on the Instagram. As I said, we are the people's podcast at footy talk underscore pod or TikTok at footy talk pod. The crisper is still in the house. Now, Bruzzy Maynard's been the biggest talking point of the week and the next biggest news out of that, which has slightly been put to the back burner, Nick Dacos. How is the little champ preparing? We hear his brother speak yesterday saying he's good to go. Is he good to go? Yes. And exclusive. Oh, I'm not a doctor. Uh, Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, but the word on the street is it'll be right to go, mate. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, if nothing happens in between now now and yeah, but uh, he has been going really well. He's been putting a lot of work into recovery um, with the hyper back chamber and obviously a bit of work with the physios and masseuses. And then when he's on the park, he's moving around really well, quite agile, and he's getting his kicking back in. He's been doing a lot of. Sessions in the days off, I think, with the rehab blokes and doing some extra work with Scott Selwood, Neville Jetta, um, and then, yeah, a fair bit of running as well to make sure he's up to scratch, ready to go. As far as I know, yeah, he's going really well and he'll be he'll be right to come in. I did see the other day he was doing some sprint work and in a nice confidence booster with him, he was doing it with Pendles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, that's smart. Yeah, I... Oh, what did he put that story up on his Instagram? Yeah. I applied to um, Nick and said, sorry, mate, you're only going to get to be 20Ks an hour. <laughs> Your high speed's not going to be through the roof here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a good laugh at that by myself when I just turned that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, I said something similar. And he goes, yeah, always nice to get the dubs. Uh, <laughs> so nah, you take it anyway. But uh, no, that's very, very that's good. that's good. But no, it's, it's a good all, start. It's a good start. Uh, it's also going to provide another headache though because one in, 
Somebody's got to go out. So. Yes, I know. But uh, that's what the coaches are paid for. Yeah. So that's, that's their job to worry about. And more for us to talk about the next time we have you on, hopefully going in to a grand final. The other bit of news knocking around is Darcy Moore's got a tendon injury in his finger. Now, from my understanding, this sounds worse than what it is. It's just the one where you get hit on the end with the ball, yeah, and you've got to keep it straight. Is that something? Uh, well, or, and again, again, I'm, I'm not no a doctor. doctor. <laughs> in my expert opinion. Yes. No, nah. uh, nah, it was just a bit sore and um, maybe a bit swollen, I think. But he, he's been fine. He hasn't had anything done to it over the weekend and stuff like that. So that's just probably a precautionary measure. Obviously, we have the week off. So yeah. it's, yeah, just... Fast-tracking some recovery, I believe, and, uh, yeah, he'll be right to go. What's he like, Darcy Moore? I've had a few dealings with him, and he seems like a very pleasant young gentleman, very smart and well-spoken, well-put-together. Yeah. But that's not the footy club version that I get of him. What's he like around the sheds? No, he's still the same. No, he's he's come a long way, um, especially the last couple of years. Uh, he's been fantastic for the club and taking us a step forward again, I think, this year. Um yeah, speaks very well. He conducts himself very well around the, around the club and is always wanting to improve the club as well. So he's kind of dipping his toe into different areas right. uh, of the football club, whether it's with the admin or catching up with a few board members every now and then. I think he does as well. And he's also been a big part of the Do Better Report. So, yeah, he's just been a great bloke to have around the club. And I think everyone can see that now as well with some of the things he's spoken about publicly um, after games or at different events as well. Yeah. So, yeah, conducts himself very well. It's great to great to have it. So three quarter time, it's finals time, and he's he's the one I assume that gives the final address after the coach does. Is he? He probably will. Is yeah. he the? Is he a screamer? Is he a? Is he a swearer? You know, because oh, there's a lot of blokes who no, get he, in that point he, in time, and every second word becomes the f word because I don't really be know. Me. Yeah, <laughs> but Darcy doesn't swear. He, he like obviously has a couple of points that we speak about. that Flyers talks about whether it be before the game, quarter time, half time, and just kind of embraces the the moment. Enjoy it, and then we'll say, yeah, those few points without mucking up any words. Yeah, which is yeah. vital. And you still go, oh, man, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <let's> go. <laughs> I'm ready. And then start swearing again. Yeah. <laughs> you will be playing, of course, the winner of the Giants and Port Adelaide. So that goes Saturday night footy, that'll be. Where do you sit down and watch that with a few of the boys? Do you watch it by yourself? Oh, I'll probably watch it at home, to be honest. Yeah. That's what I did last week. Get away from the boys. Yeah, well, I've had enough of them already. So. <laughs> uh, nah, but uh, I'll just sit at home, watch it. Like, kids would be knackered, probably have to go to a kid's party on the weekend, and then oh, I've had enough of that. Yep. <laughs> so get, get, get them ready for bed, just maybe some snags or a pizza, and then I'll just sit down and watch their footy. I find it's nice to just chill out on the weekends at the moment. It's nice. Do you get – so it'll be Friday night. Do, do you get weekend off or will you have to train at some stage? Uh, we'll train Sunday, yeah. I think, if we plan Friday. Have you been doing the Sunday night session? Have I seen that? Uh, tomorrow, Friday afternoon, we're right. doing a, like a, the twilight session. Yep. Uh, I think that was in case the game's on a Saturday. Okay. Twilight time maybe. Um, I think there's a few scenarios in our schedule depending right. on where, when we're going to play. Might change a few things up, but we'll probably stick with what we know to be honest. It's working for us. Have you seen much of Port Adelaide and the Giants? Did you catch their finals performances after you guys got the, the W on Friday? Yep, I watched all games, actually. <laughs> oh, I watched half the Giants, thank you. Sorry, you're was, a busy was, man. You don't have to lie to me. I know you've got kids, but yeah, it's I'll, okay I'll, to say, no, I'll, I will catch I was up. at a kid's party. Yeah. <laughs> so I got home and I was like, oh, I need to sit down. Uh, but yeah, I watched the second half of that and Giants yeah, seemed to play really well and then um, watched the, the Saturday night game. Um, I thought Port started pretty well in the first half and then 
Start the third quarter up, and then yeah, a few injuries. Injuries and, always hurts in a final subbing. Yeah, sub time, and then yeah, kind of got blown out of the park there. But um, yeah, it'll be a good game to watch. Sit down, suss out who we're going to play, and hope that they absolutely kick the living hell out of each other as well, so yep. they're all nice and Come banged over, up. Yeah, all, all knackered, out of juice. That'd be nice. Uh, we have had some people write in, and as we said, we, they requested you come back on, so we've got some questions. And we go to Smart Michael people. from the Instagram. Any hints as to what Fly's final theme is? So he has a theme weekly? Yeah, we've got a finals theme. Oh, are you allowed, oh, are you allowed nah. to share? No. Uh, unfortunately, Michael, I am sorry. I cannot divulge the theme plan. Uh, so so it's a, it doesn't change weekly. He's wrapped it up into one big ball. So is this him getting lazy in the back half of the year and doesn't want to come up with three of <laughs> uh, we them? Th- we've had a few themes throughout the year. Like, for instance, I think it was around 15 to 18. It was about the um, Tour de France. We had our own Tour de France. Right. Uh, it was pretty cool. Based around that, we had weekly we had a few prize, like, Yellow jumpers. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yellow jumper. And then there was the a King green of the Mountain. jumper. There was a white jumper. Polka dots? And, yeah. There yeah, you go. There was one, yeah, one for, like, Tackle of the Week and, yeah. A few different in-house things. I won't go any more into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just, we're a few, we've got a few themes, but um, yeah, this one's pretty cool. Uh, did you win any of those Tour de France? No. I played well after that. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Another time. Um, this one comes from Zoe on the Footy Fan Mail. Is Isaac Quain a single? And how many pies are on the dating apps? <laughs> <laughs> is IQ single? Yes, he is he single. Is. Yeah. Jeez, uh, dating apps, I've got no idea. Yeah. He's good luck. Slide in the dam, see how you go. <laughs> Take a chance. Well, Crisper, that is it. We thank you for coming in and talking about all the things that you're allowed to talk about. All the best for the big prelim that you'll be in next week. Yes. Uh, we hope the Pies absolutely put on a clinic. Yes, and we do. you play well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good to be here. That has been the Crisper. Tomorrow, it'll be Joey and Kate previewing the big game between the Blues and the Ds. This has been the Footy Talk Podcast. Listener.